Hey, once again, you are on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for everything. I feel like it's been a long time since I've kind of talked about some projects and some things that are going on. So I want to dive into that real quick before I go into the topic today. Again, I want to say thank you to everybody for supporting. I know for months I've been talking about doing an email episode, and I got to be honest with you. I'm the worst. (laughs) The worst. I keep forgetting to do it. I've got too many other things that I want to do. But if you have sent me an email, you know I'm pretty good at responding. And I try to do that pretty quick. Okay? If I haven't got to it, I will. Unless there's... I've gotten some strange emails that... I don't don't even know if they're serious or a joke. So I'm ignoring those. So if you are one of those people that I've ignored then send me another email and make sense of what you're talking about because clearly I have no idea. But I'm thinking about doing an email show and I think I'm going to do it live on Instagram and Facebook and answer some emails then. So look for that coming up real soon. I also have a a really cool interview coming up with a local artist. A guy I kind of met, I didn't even really meet him, just found out about him when I went to go see Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness, and I bought some of his artwork. So I've got him coming up, really looking forward to that. I've got a live podcast uh, coming up from a venue, we'll just leave it at that, and another interview with another buddy of mine who's a local musician, looking to bring that guy in. We're going to talk about some of the some of the fun stories that we've had working together, some of the stories that... Uh, you know, he's told me in some of uh, the upcoming projects and hopefully be able to get him to do a song or two live uh, right on the podcast. So thank you once again for continuing to support. You can go ahead and check out the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. A newly updated and renovated and tweaked out and all that fun stuff uh, that's on there. And of course, you can follow all the other stuff I do by checking out my link tree. Or go ahead and checking out the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. That's honestly the best. It has everything on there from trash talk, my wisdom sessions, the, the podcast, the merch, just everything. But if you want to be a guest and you think you're, you know, we can connect in some way or you think that, you know, this is a show that we've got something in common or just interesting, go ahead and email me, drop me a message on one of my social medias, and we'll go from there. Um, that's kind of what, what's been going on. We're in the dog days of summer right now. Eh, that's not true. We're not really in the dog days of summer. We are into summer, and it's coming. And this week in Texas in particular, I imagine it's going to be pretty hot. I know a couple weeks ago it was hot. I imagine now that it's later in June, even though it's not much later, we're probably getting close to 100. It's got to be happening really soon. And I can tell we're in the days of summer because my listenership and my downloads is all over the place. I had a really cool what I thought was a fun interesting episode last week about catfishing and the first couple days it just kind of fluttered it was okay it wasn't great and then the other day it was like triple digits boom like everybody was like oh you know what I, I got nothing to do today let me listen to this podcast so again it's summertime but you always got room to support your local independent podcast dude such as myself so today I want to talk about something fun and kind of connected into a couple different things. And I want to talk about toys and collectibles and unique things. And I want to attach that to some of the things I've been, you know, collect and go through. You know, if I, I, it's, it's a guy thing mostly. 
But that's not fair to say because I know plenty of girls and women out there who have gotten into collectibles from comic books to action figures and their own. But from this perspective, I want to kind of look at some, first I want to look at some weird toys that I had growing up that were super popular. And now looking back at it, you know, from the 80s and 90s, I'm going, how are these ever toys? And one of them, <clears throat> I got to start off and tell you guys, I got to get a drink of water. Hold on. One of them I got to tell you about. And you might know it. It's called Mad Balls. Now, recently they brought Mad Balls back. But it originated back in the mid-80s. And essentially they were baseball-sized balls. Uh, they came in a box. And the box was all designed specifically for the individual Mad Ball. And they were like a, a Nerf foam material, if that makes sense. They were... I mean, I guess, yeah, like a Nerf football material. So they were soft. You couldn't really squish them. I mean, you could squish them a little bit, but they were bouncy balls. I mean, they were definitely, like, they bounced really good. And there were two series of the original Mad Balls. Each series consisted of eight different balls. And then they had a collection of these Super Mad Balls, which were larger versions. And they were basically like, picture... Not quite soccer ball, but dodgeball size. And the original Super Mad Balls came in, in, in different shapes. And then they had other Mad Balls that were called, I think they were called like Ultra Mad Balls or something. But anyway, they had a basketball shaped, they had a soccer ball shaped, they had a football shaped. But what made these things so weird was if you took a garbage pal kid, if you don't know what garbage pal kids, look them up. We're going to talk about them too. And put them on a mad ball. On a ball. So example, they had this one ball called Screaming Mimi. And it was a screaming baseball, mouth wide open with this grotesque tongue hanging out. Or they had uh, Slobulus. Slobulus was a drooling, like green, one-eyed monster. His eye was dangling out of his socket. And that's the one I remember the most because that was the very first one I got. And they had all kinds of them. And the other one I had was a zombie. It was called Bash Brain. And he had this zombie. Uh, half his head was exposed. And his brain was coming out. He had slime everywhere. Originally, they released him under the name Crackhead. <laughs> but they had to basically pull those and recall those. And they came out with Bash Brain. So if you have the original Crackhead, it's probably worth some money. But they were just these stupid, ugly, nasty, disgusting balls that you bounced around and they just collected them. I mean, that's it. Yeah, you could hit them with a baseball. You could play catch with them. But they were just like heads of nasty creatures, like mutant balls that should be from a video game. And what's interesting is when they when they brought it back in the early 2000s, they, they released it with comic books, uh, straight-to-video cartoons. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was some sort of video game on that. Maybe, I think there was a video game. Yeah, there was a video game on it. I think it played on the Commodore 64. And, uh, yeah, right? And they tried to create this culture of Mad Balls. And it lasted a while. It was one of those fads. But I remember asking for one of those. And my parents were like, they just thought they were disgusting. So I had to, like, buy it with my own money or get my grand grandma to buy it for me or somebody else. But we would go to Toys R Us back when Toys R Us was legit. And when it was around, even though this resurgence of Toys R Us is stupid and pointless, this was like when Toys R Us was a real toy store. And I would collect Mad Balls. And I'm going to tell you right now, good luck finding them. They were 
I mean, they were gone. Toys R Us would get a shipment in, and they were gone. I mean, these were the days when you bought toys, you had to hunt for these things. And I had, I think I ended up getting three Mad Balls, but the third one I got, I never had the Super Mad Balls, but the third one I got was like towards the end of their, their reign of terror. And then, you know, I remember the foam started to crack and break, and the other eyeball literally fell off, and I got rid of them. But I think about that, I'm like, who decided that grotesque balls was going to be a good idea? But it worked. I mean, they were they were flying off the shelves. I don't know how much they were back in the 80s. But those were one of the biggest toys during that time. And it was a short run. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> it was a very, very short uh, run. They also had... I am stuttering all over the place today. They also had these really weird, like, rip-offs... They had, they're called head popping mad balls, and they were actually posable figures. And you could swap their heads. So you'd squeeze them, and their heads would pop off. And you could put their little tiny head, which was the shape of a mad ball, on the figure. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. 2016, they did a, a re release of these, and they didn't go over very well. I think you had a bunch of, you know, people that were into it. Um, and stuff like that, but it's just really dumb. I mean, just honestly, just a really dumb gimmick that lasted for a very short period of time. Had, I think, a, a 10-issue series in the comic books, and then they had a one-shot uh, comic book overseas, but they made their money. But not just that, not just Mad Balls. Remember Play-Doh? still around still something we play with you know still if you have kids you you've inevitably have some sort of play-doh machine or you know mixed colors play-doh they had this thing that was produced by play-doh this is true as well it was called poodo p o o like poop i know what you're thinking just brown play-doh right now no it came in instead of a regular Play-Doh, like container. This actually came in a container shaped like poop. I I I don't know why. And yes, it was brown Play-Doh, but you could mold it to look like poop. And the each container was shaped differently, like a different turd. It was called Pudo. And do you know, everybody. Well, boy-wise, had to go get the poop. We were literally sending our parents to buy fake poop to play with. And Play-Doh, and this was a rich, this was like Play-Doh stuff. This was not a knockoff. This was not some like gags and gifts sort of thing. This was a legitimate, legitimate Play-Doh. And it was designed like poop. And we would, I mean, we, we would play with it. We'd make different poop. And then we'd have to be like, well, you know what? I want a different mold. Let me go spend a couple dollars and get another fake poop so I can make it look even more realistic. Inevitably, it probably got mixed with other Play-Doh, and that was no problem, but you had these different molds of poop that you could design with at the age of, you know, four or five. That's what we want our kids to do is play with poop. But again, it was a hot topic. And I mean, not hot topic, a hot commodity. You had to get the poop. I don't know why, I don't, but that's what it was. It was like, I think it came in like the size, maybe a little bit bigger than the old school Silly Putty, when Silly Putty used to be in that like round egg. It was like a red egg. And it was kind of small, so it wasn't completely egg-shaped. 
I think it was a little bit larger than that, at least from what I remember when I had my, my Pudo. And it literally had, like, the word Pudo on it. I mean, just, it's... The 80s were weird, man. Things were disgusting. Everybody got weird in the 80s for some reason. I'll never forget, too, when I was growing up. I wanted these toys called Spy Tech. And they made these literally different pieces of equipment that you could become a spy. And they worked. One of them, I remember, was a camera. But it was a hidden camera that you could hide in a good and plenty box. So it came with this fake good and plenty box. And it had the circle cut out to take a picture and you could and you could just put your thumb on you know the actual symbol or the logo for good and plenty the candy and start taking pictures and spy and i got it i had no idea what i was spying on but i remember bringing it to school and i remember like just making stupid things like you know hiding out and surveillancing a house pretending I was a police officer or undercover or military taking pictures of a house which by the way sets up the whole creeper thing and it gets worse than that so then I had this tape recorder okay and I had an extension with like a microphone like a boomstick almost and you could creep it around the corner and it was supposed to pick up conversations and you could record it. And they were encouraging kids to do this. Hey, go take pictures and be a perv. Hey, go go eavesdrop on somebody and totally get in trouble. And that's what they did. And then they had a fingerprint set that you could literally dust for fingerprints, which was kind of cool. You know, they taught kids. I mean, that part was kind of cool. But they had all kinds of equipment, magnifying glasses. They had, oh, this was the weirdest thing. So they had these glasses. They look like sunglasses more like the uh like if you went and got your eyes you always see old people wearing those big giant black glasses because i don't know they had surgery or there's some weird eye thing they have going on they kind of look like that but they're supposed to be cool it was a camera you take a picture and and basically what it did though it, it never came out good it had a little type of uh clip-on camera that you could go get developed and the picture and you could just, and it was weird so you had to like run this wire behind your ear and down like to your shirt to clip on this camera and keep the camera on the inside so first off not great for spying because somebody's going to look at this kid and be like why are you wearing those old people glasses and then the clip out thing was going to be chilling on the side but they had it and this was this was something that they created so that you could literally go spy on people and i remember my school at the time Kids had them. It was like sixth grade, maybe, maybe fifth. I don't know. Everybody, all the boys had some sort of spy tech gear, and they're just snapping pictures. And I'm like, did anybody think this through? Because nowadays, I mean, you don't even need that. You got your cell phone. You can be if you want to be a creep. But nowadays, they wouldn't even give that idea to kids. They're like, no way. We're not going to give kids. You're going to hide a candy. You're going to hide a, a, a camera in a, in a box. And pretend it's candy. I mean, you had people going to the movie theaters. They were recording, you know, just for fun. Hey, I'm going to record this movie. And then they go play it. How, you remember this part? Like, totally pointless stuff. But again, this was a toy and a series of toys. And Spy Tech was around for a while. And as technology improved, they started to improve Spy Tech. 
they started to improve the gear and they started to improve all this stuff so you could buy it and and even increase your chances of being a perf or a creep i mean weird right just weird stuff but hot toys you know you always had the hot video games and you know you always had the action figures but these were those unique things that we all hunted for when we were kids that we all kind of said you know what i gotta get them and my collection and my taste in toys and action figures you know grew i used to collect so many wwf of course it's wwe now and WCW wrestling figures. When I say so many, I'm talking about in package. That was my number one choice. If I could get them in the package, I'd keep them. And I'd have boxes. You know, those big giant storage Tupperware. I call it, you know, Tupperware things. I'd have boxes of action figures. Just in package still. Just put them in there, done. Or I'd have them displayed in my room. And then, not to mention all the loose figures. But the package ones are the ones that are worth money. Worth money. Now, don't get me wrong. I sold a ton of loose figures on Marketplace and Facebook and stuff like that over the years that I've made some decent money on. But I had tons of them. And wrestling was hot. You know, from the 80s all the way to the early 2000s. It's still kind of hot now. It's just, it's not as big as it was. I mean, I, it's hard to say that when WrestleMania has 100,000 people there, but it's not the same. And I remember, because of how much I liked wrestling, we would go on the hunt. We'd go to flea markets. We'd go to, you know, comic cons and, and find these. But we had a connection at KB Toy Stores, which is no longer around. Now, KB Toy Stores was the only toy store that was in the mall consistently you didn't have toys r us in the malls they had their own standalone stores or they in a strip mall or whatever kb toy stores were, were only in the malls and they were like a smaller version of toys r us they were all video games and toys i mean action figures you know everything there you could find some other stores you know some other toy stores in the mall but they were like usually like few and far and in between and they were usually like specialty toys like more money KB Toy Stores was legit. Well, we knew a guy who was the general manager of the, of the toy store. And this was when they really started getting into exclusives. You know, KB Toy Store exclusive action figure. Uh, especially when movies came out. You know, big movies. Or G.I. Joe would release an anniversary action figure. Or Transformers. Or... You have a KB exclusive Nintendo game pack where, yeah, it's the game for Nintendo, but then it came with this special how-to book or level guide or something like that that only you could get at KB toy stores. Well, they did this a lot with wrestling, and I think wrestling for a while there, WWF, had a, if I'm not mistaken, and I have to look this up, they had like an exclusive contract with KB toys. So, yes, you could find those toys at, well, I don't think Target was around back then. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it was. I don't know. Uh, you could find it at Toys R Us. You could find them at other toy stores. But KB Toys had the exclusives. And they were pumping out different variants and versions of a ton of toys. And mostly WWF. So because of our guy that we knew, our connection that we had at KB Toys, he would call us or tell us the release dates of these toys. And so we'd go in, and we would get 
the exclusive Stone Cold Steve Austin with the flaming skull belt before anybody else. Or they started to do, they weren't even bobbleheads. They were literally, I I posted a picture when I did it at this podcast. It was like, they were like big heads, but they weren't bobbleheads. It was just essentially like a statue almost, like a plastic. If a bobblehead was there but couldn't move and it was made of solid plastic and it was like Stone Cold stepping on Vince McMahon's, you know, head and Stone Cold had this giant, enormous head and it was a KB exclusive. They had like a series of those, like 10 of them. So we'd get them. Or we'd get like, they'd start doing the tag team packs, which was huge because they didn't do that for a while. So we'd get the phone call up, hey, we got a shipment coming in Friday. We'd roll out. We'd roll there right when KB, you know, the mall opened, 9 o'clock, whatever. Because you could always get in the mall early, and then the stores would open after that. So we'd get in the mall early, boom, the gate would open, we'd walk right in. And the thing is, they would, you know, this is before social media and cell phones. So you had to know somebody, or you had to check out the very few websites online, like the wrestling websites, or you'd have to look for the KB and then, you know, KB ad in the newspaper. And they wouldn't tell you. They would make an announcement that day. Or, you know, they, or put something outside of their store. We've got these exclusives coming on this day. And they still wouldn't tell you what it is. So it wasn't like when we get there, there'd be this giant line at the door. At the gate. We'd just walk in. Oh, look. There's Stone Cold. And this was before The Rock. And there's Mankind and The Undertaker and... Uh, Bret Hart, cool, I'll take those. And there wasn't a limit. I mean, I think it was like one each, meaning like one of the variants. You could get like one one Stone Cold. I couldn't buy like five Stone Colds. And we get it. Sometimes we didn't even want them, but we'd buy them and then sell them like a couple weeks later for like double. Or we had friends that were going to collectible shows and toys, you know, toy shows and flea markets. Hey, put those up for us. We'll give you a buck for every one you sell. Give us the rest. Okay. And they'd do it. They didn't care. They had to be there anyway. So, you know, you make like 30, 40, 50 bucks off these figures that you paid, you know, $7 for. Who cares? And that's what we would do. A lot of times we kept them because we were the wrestling nerds and stuff. Uh, or we take them when we were doing our shows because we had wrestling shows, which I talked about on a podcast I did last year. We would take them to the wrestling shows and set up a table and sell them there. Because, okay, here you are watching wrestling. You're in the mood. You're a fan. And you're like, ah, I need that. And you buy it. And we make a ton of money off it. And we could get these exclusives. And he worked there for a good year or so before they shut down. And it happened with other exclusive figures, too. McFarlane Toys. I know you guys have heard me mention McFarlane Toys. If you don't know, if you're if you don't know about McFarlane Toys, they are still in in my opinion, in my opinion, some of the best looking toys I've ever seen. They were so unique. Now they came from Todd McFarlane. Okay. Now if you don't know who Todd McFarlane is, then you're not a great comic book fan. But I'm just you know Todd McFarlane. Okay. He created Spawn. He's also did a lot more than that. But McFarlane Toys really took a unique look and a detailed look. These were true collectibles. They did a detailed look of what each figure was going to look like. Example, they would, if this figure had green eyes, 
they not only would get in there and get the green eyes, they would get the detail of those green eyes, whatever the shade may be. And he came up with some of the coolest toys I've ever seen. He still works and creates unique toys. So he's got toys, just to kind of give you a little background. He's got Mortal Kombat toys, Batman, but the classic TV series Batman. He does Disney Mirrorverse toys that are just ridiculous. And he loves movies. He, so he's come out with movie toys like The Princess Bride. He just released the entire cast of My Princess, My Princess Bride. Uh, Doom, My Princess Bride, The Princess Bride. Doom, Skyrim, Spawn. He did the Austin Power toys. I mean, they were so cool, and the detail of them was phenomenal. I still have some. Actually, I just sold one of my Austin Powers toys. Uh, I think it was uh, from Austin Powers 3, which is not my favorite. Um, Fat Bastard, that's his name. I just sold that toy for like $35. I think I think it was going from anywhere between like... But see, the, the package was faded, so I couldn't get the full price for it. I think I saw it for like 80 bucks, but 35 bucks, and I probably bought that. It still had the KB sticker on it, and I swear it said like $7. I just sold it not too long ago. But I still have some of them because McFarland did these. Uh, it was the horror series. Scare, I forgot, like Universe or Nightmare Horror Series, and he did the, the Killers. He did Michael Myers. Hellraiser, Pinhead, you know, the Pinhead from Hellraiser, uh, Jason Voorhees, every version of Jason Voorhees from when he had the potato sack over his head, uh, from when he was a kid, when he got his different hockey masks, he made all those. And the detail of them, he did the alien from Aliens, he did the Queen Alien, I mean, Chucky, uh, Jigsaw from Saw, the little doll from Saw on the tricycle. Uh, I did some Pet Cemetery figures, but I was such a fan of those McFarlane toys, and they weren't—they were hard to get. You had to go to a lot of comic book shops. You had to go to, yeah, Toys R Us would get a few. KB though, again, got McFarlane KB exclusives, and I remember they had the KB exclusive Rock series. And they had Angus Young from ACDC, Freddie Mercury from <laughs> Queen, David Bowie, and one more. I think it was Michael Jackson. I would love all those, but obviously the one I wanted to get was Bowie. And it was David Bowie's, they had two figures. They had, you know, the Ziggy Stardust look, which, oh my God, I would love that. And then they had the David Bowie Goblin King from Labyrinth. I got the Goblin King from Labyrinth because KB Toy Stores only got that version. They never got the Ziggy Stardust. So I bought the Goblin King and I bought Angus Young. Those are the only two that KB got. The others were supposed to come and I don't know if they did or I missed it or what. And that Goblin King had so much detail. If you know the movie Labyrinth, you are my friend. If you don't know the movie Labyrinth, we have to talk. But they had so much detail. From when Jared was holding the crystal balls in the beginning, they had him. The, 
it came with three crystal balls. His hair, his the two different color eyes, everything he wore, it was so detailed. This was not a figure that you played with. This is a figure that you displayed or kept in the package. Unfortunately, this breaks my heart to this day. And you know what? I haven't been able to find it again. I also haven't looked again either, in all fairness. Um, <laughs> I mean, not in a while. I don't know what happened because I kept them in a package. And, I, and, and somewhere in the moving, do you hear my timer going off? Tell me where I'm at in my podcast. Forgot to put that on silent. Um, somewhere in moving in life, I mean, this was years ago. I lost it. I straight up lost it. I have no idea what happened to that figure. Matter of fact, I don't know what happened to quite a few of my figures. The Angus Young, I still have. So clearly the Angus Young has made it. I haven't looked up the price on it. I don't want to sell it. I just want to keep it. Uh, you know, I'll put it when I move and I, and I, you know, get my studio. I'll put it in my studio, you know. But, yeah, I lost the Labyrinth David Bowie figure. But again, I would have never got it had I not gotten the newsletter from McFarlane because I've read all those comics, Spawn and all that, and had our connection at KB Toys hooked it up. But yeah, look up McFarlane Toys. If you like action figures and you're, you're, you're not really familiar, which I feel like if you like action figures, you should know who McFarlane Toys are. Uh, look them up and see the detail. They're so cool. They did Captain Jack Sparrow. I think I had a Captain Jack Sparrow toy. Or my buddy Ken did. I don't remember. Um, and he was really cool looking. So they're still cranking out these action figures. But KB was our hookup. And I remember when, when we got the call, or I think we all went out and he said, hey, they're shutting down KBs. They're all gone. We're doing a going out of business sale. Boom. They were slashing prices. They didn't care if it was exclusive or not. We went there and looked at wrestling figures. You get them for like $1.99. Boom. We were just buying them up. We were buying guys we didn't even care about. I must have had like four Billy Gunn figures, and I just sold them. I think I, actually to this day, Luke has one. Uh, when he was a baby, I gave it to him. I had all my old toys. You know, I got them from my parents' house finally, and I pulled it out, and I was like, oh, I'm not getting rid of this. And I just gave it to him so he could play with it, and he still plays with it. He has no idea who he is. Just a wrestling figure to him. But I sold a bunch. You know, this was $1.99. Here's five bucks. And people would buy them. they eat it up. But we got so many toys. We had just boxes of action figures. And I still like those collectible action figures. I was just looking at one the other day. I was looking at Gore, the God Butcher. The new one. Uh, the new character, that, the new figure that's for uh, Thor Love and Thunder coming out in July. And I want that figure. I do. It's a figure that I definitely want. But I've seen the prices. And I've seen it... From 15 bucks to like $25. I can't justify spending right now $15 on an action figure that's just going to not be put up somewhere and not displayed. Right now on Amazon, they got it for $27.18. I can't drop $30 on an action figure that's not going to be displayed or put up somewhere. It doesn't make sense. And I don't know if I'll ever get it. Maybe one day, but it's not, it's not a big deal to me. But it amazes me now, though, how those action figures have not only doubled in price, have become even harder to get because of lack of toy stores. You know, Walmart might get one or two. 
Target, okay, where else are you going? You have to order these online. You have to find them online unless you go to a collectible store. Now, there are a couple collectible stores by me that are comics and collectibles that I could go to that will most likely have these. But the market is still there for them. There are people that love these, that will hunt these down. But the hunt for me to get it, and it's almost $30, it's just not worth it. It's just not. There were other action figures, too. There was other things. I mean, obviously, I had my G.I. Joes. And do you guys remember Musclemen? So, Musclemen came out in this little... They had packs. Little four-pack, three-pack, whatever. And I loved them. I don't know why. They were in like a garbage can. So, a see-through garbage can. And there would be like 20 of them in there. You know? And they were small. And when I say small, like hold your two fingers up and just like... I mean, as big as my thumb. Maybe as big as my thumb. That seems about right. And they were just different, weird-looking muscle men. They were, I think they were called, really, they were like Shogun Mini. I think they were by Shogun. And um, they were like flesh color. <laughs> it's so weird. I think you can still buy them, actually. But they had these little, like, um, they had like a three-pack, and then they had the big pack. And these muscle men were essentially unusual creatures that were supposed to be lurking everywhere. And they were based off wrestlers, based off anime. I mean, they had a guy who had three heads. They had a guy who looked like Voltron. And they were just these small figures, but they were the coolest things I've ever seen. And those were huge. And people would trade them. You'd buy these muscle men. And then you'd start trading them. You know, you'd say, okay, I want to buy this three-pack and trade them. And you would trade them. And, I mean, like right now, they have, I think these are, there's 30 of them. And they're going for 10 bucks. But they had, some of them look like computers or robots. And they were all just wrestlers. They are all just these unique wrestler, fighters, whatever. And you could buy them at Toys R Us. And they and then they started to, to change it. They come out with the colored series. Literally the same figure. So if I got that three-headed little tiny flesh-colored creature that was lurking everywhere, in the next series he'd be neon blue. And they would say that was his twin brother. They didn't even try. They, they didn't even try. They were just like, you know what? We're going to just paint it blue and uh, we're going to make you buy more. So a lot of times I could only get the three-pack because it was cheaper. You know, $1.99. But every now and then I was able to buy the garbage can. Pop open the garbage can, dump my muscle in it out and collect them and inevitably lose them. Inevitably, like, uh, you know, just not even know where they'd go anymore. Not even keep them together and just scattered across the world, hiding everywhere. Some kid in Bangladesh found a muscle man. You know, I don't know. And that's what would happen. But we, I would get really mad, too, because my parents were like, look, if you open that and you get a bunch of doubles, you're going to be mad. I would never tell them. i finally get the garbage can. I'd open it. There'd be like 10 doubles in there. And I was like, whatever. I'm not going to tell them this is the coolest pack ever. <laughs> you know? And then when I started to buy the colored ones, I was like, this is really dumb. I'm asking for the second pack. They're the same color. They're just, this is stupid. But they got us. 
and Toys R Us would sell out. KB Toy Stores, I remember Toys R Us was the best for muscle men. KB, could never get them. Could never get them. But they made a ton of money off these stupid things. I think they did a cartoon, and I think they did a... They might have done a video game off this, or some sort of arcade game. But it's so weird to think about toys and what if what, what we've all gone after throughout the years. Like, you remember Furbies? Those stupid little creatures that spoke a language. Essentially AI. And you had to teach them to talk. And they would wake up in the middle of the night. They're like motion censored or whatever. If you were mean to them, they would revert back to their language and they wouldn't talk to you. Those things were demons. <laughs> but everybody wanted one. Everybody, boys and girls. And then you could get the two Furbies together and you could have them face each other. And they would talk to each other and then communicate and learn off each other. That's weird, man. I'm sorry. Furbies are weird. And they made a comeback too. They also started to expand. I remember they made a, the Gizmo Furby. Gizmo from Gremlins. Where Gizmo was actually talking to you. That one was kind of cool. And he sounded like Gizmo. And he always felt weird because he'd be asleep, but then, like, you know, his eyes would move. Like, you could have it to where he was in sleep mode, so he'd sleep. Like, right before you get go to bed, you put him in sleep mode. And then when you wake up, you put him in awake mode. Well, you could actually set it to where he knew when to go to bed and wake up. But sometimes, those Furbies would wake up in the middle of the night and just start chatting. I had one once. I was like, this is stupid, man. I don't trust this thing. I don't trust any, any stuffed animal that's going to start talking to me. I, I've seen too many movies and it never ends well. And they did that with dolls. There's a ton of talking dolls. And I'm not talking about the old baby dolls. They actually had like a Furby style doll. Probably multiple dolls. And that was a hot that was a hot toy. But it's just weird to think about. And then nowadays, and maybe it's because I'm 43 and, and my son's not at that age where he wants this. He gets excited about all kinds of stuff. I mean, the dollar store is his jam, you know. Um, what are you know? What are they doing? What are the hot toys? I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing it like it was when I was a kid. Yeah, on the collectible side, like I said, with gore and the Marvel stuff. I mean, especially now that Marvel's come back, you know, it's just so strong and Disney and even DC on the collectible side. It's like anything comic book related and movie related, I get. I was in uh, Target the other day, and they had the, uh, a bunch of Stranger Things figures, and those were pretty cool. I don't know who did them. They didn't quite look on the level of McFarlane, but they definitely looked cool. And they had the Demi-Gorgon and, and Eleven and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, that's cool. There's some Stranger Things merch I wouldn't mind buying. And I saw some of uh, the new Jurassic Park stuff, like the dinosaurs have been more detailed and upgraded. you know. But what are, what are the kids like hunting nowadays? Is it all electronics and video games and stuff? And you don't even have to really hunt video games anymore. You might be able to, you might have to hunt certain systems, but you don't have to hunt video games anymore. You can literally download most everything. Pretty much everything. And put it on your system. So it's not like back in the day when I had to go hunt for the video game and it was sold out. I hope they got another one. I don't, but I don't, because the toy section has shrunk so much. 
in a lot of these stores because of online stuff. Like, what is everybody even buying? Like, it doesn't make sense. They're, 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 kids can't be just playing on electronics, right? It's got they got to be able to hunt something. But I think it's just a different era now. There's still weird toys out there, though. I mean, there's still some weird stuff out there. I mean, remember Digimon? I think Digimon is still around. I think Digimon is strange. It's like a... Okay, not the actual Digimon, like, action figures and stuff like that. Like, that I can get. I'm talking about, like, the Digimon watches. Like, I saw grown men wearing these Digimon watches. And I just never understood it. You literally could play Digimon on there. And you had a, a Bandai. Like, Bandai, the company that makes Digimon, actually made a version of, like, a... What's it called? Like, it's a vital bracelet, essentially. It tells you how many steps, your heart, your heartbeat, all that stuff. That's weird. I saw, I mean, and, and it's Digimon. Like, I know that was a big thing. Huge thing back then. And then you remember the, uh, the little pets? You had this, I don't know what they're called now, but you had to look like an egg. And it was digital. You had to feed it push the button and feed it, bathe it, go to sleep. It was literally like two button thing. And your pet would grow and if you didn't feed it eventually I think it died. You had to reset and start all over again. And I used to see like girls have those like clipped onto their purses and stuff and like clipped onto their, you know, keys and like, oh I gotta feed my little digital pet. What the heck? Like we're literally we have a virtual virtual pet. Can't even feed the real one and you're feeding a, a fake one? It's crazy, though, the stuff that sells. Like when I was talking about Garbage Pail Kids. Like we literally collected Garbage Pail Kid cards and they made a horrible movie at that I still watch sometimes because it's so weird and gross. We collected Garbage Pail Kid cards that showed disgusting kids. They also did the twin thing, too, which was cheap. And, you know, boogers coming out of their nose, poop, this guy's head exploded... Uh, some some of them were political. They make you know or or topical, and that's it. They were stickers. You could peel them off and put them somewhere. The whole card was a sticker, and some of those garbage pail kids are worth some serious money. I still have like a handful of them somewhere. I think I might have got rid of them. It was like all these disgusting things. I mean, mad balls, garbage pail kids, poop dough. Like what? Who is coming? It's like Willy Wonka and crack came up with this stuff. And everybody was just bought into it. That was crazy. I wish to this day I had a lot more of my McFarlane toys. I sold a lot. My son's got a Spawn guy that I let him play with, but I sold a, I had almost every single Spawn figure for a long time. I mean, obviously he's come out with some sense. Plenty. But when he did the Legends figures, like he did a Batman figure that I just fell in love with. It was so old school, and I, I don't know where it went. I think I sold it. I might have lost it. The Labyrinth David Bowie one is a kick, though. Oh, my gosh. But I still have a couple of the... Uh, one of them I have. One of the KB exclusives that I have from McFarlane. It's Jason Voorhees. And he's got the... I almost said beanie on, but... <laughs> they haven't gone that route yet. He's got the potato sack. You know, the eyes. Looks like a scarecrow. It's before he gets the hockey mask. Before he's been killed, he's actually alive. 
and he's got his table comes with a table that has which is essentially like a shrine for his dead mom and it's got the dead mom's head and her sweater and it comes with all this like and that was a kv exclusive i still have that in package i should look it up and see how much it's worth i'd sell that i don't care um even though i like it i still have michael myers in package um i think i have chucky in package these are all hidden from my son by the way he doesn't need to see these so um but I just love the detail of it. They made the Scream, you know, the killer from Scream, the first Scream, they made him. And he does this every year. He'll come up with three or four. And then he did the classic monster series, which I never got. He did the Bella, you know, Bella Lugosi, Dracula, Boris Karloff, you know, Frankenstein. He did the Mummy. He did the Wolfman. I would love to have gotten my hands on some of those figures. I never did. I think he only did like one or two runs on them. And the Hunchback was the KB exclusive. I remember that. I didn't really care about that because I've never been a Hunchback fan. But, yeah, very cool stuff. What about you guys? You know, I just say, you know, as I'm getting ready to move and I've been talking to people about toys and action figures and I start finding this stuff, I was like, man, I got I to gotta talk about some of these weird toys out there. What about you? What were some of those unique toys that you that you craved or wanted? Or what are those things that action figures that you found or or maybe collectible cards or maybe you have all the mad balls and the super mad balls what do you remember i want to hear from you guys so make sure you go ahead and email me at the life of an average joe podcast at gmail.com or the life of an average joe podcast.com check out all my social media links you can drop your comments there tune in every wednesday for a brand new podcast next week We're talking one-hit wonders. I'm going to go through some of my favorite one-hit wonders. What I was doing when they came out, some of them I saw in concert, and I'm going to tell you what some of these songs actually mean. And you'd probably be pretty shocked about that. So make sure you tune in. And remember, Facebook pulled this. So if you guys were listening on Facebook every week, I'll post links, I'll still promote uh, the podcast, but... Zuckerberg pulled these, so they're no longer streaming on Facebook because uh, he's a tool. So that's why he did that. So you're going to have to follow. You can go right to the, the podcast website or Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, anywhere. YouTube, uh, they'll be on YouTube starting, what month is this, June? They probably won't be till the, till about August. They'll be on YouTube. But you got plenty of options. Just remember, though, for those of you that are following the, the Facebook profile, Facebook, facebook page they will not be streaming on there okay unless it's a live one or video uh zuck decided to kill that because well you know my thoughts but thanks again guys i appreciate this was fun i needed a light-hearted one to talk about so come back next week we'll talk some one-hit wonders